Hey friend, thank you so very much for listening today. You know, as I think about Christmas and this time of the year, I'll often ponder it while attempting to perceive it through the eyes of my children, Emmy and Lucy, very young still. And I think of the fact that this is one of the first Christmases that they will really truly remember. I think of that Christmas tree glittering in the early morning hours and it remains to be seen whether they will beat mom and dad out of bed. I would bet on Christmas. I, I would hazard a guess that they probably will, but I wonder what they think of it, what they think of this time called Christmas. I, I wonder if they really understand what it means. Moreover, I wonder if we understand what it means. Christian friend, lost friend, those of you under the sound of my voice that don't know Christ and those of you that do, I'd like to take a few moments today, as I know we are ever so close to this most wonderful time of the year, to allow Jesus, God's Son, the Savior of the world, to introduce himself to you in his own words. What do you mean by that? Have you, Micah McCurry, been granted an interview with Jesus Christ from the realms of glory? Is he going to join you on the mic today? Well, not quite. No, friend, we're going to look at his word, the Bible. And we're going to see what the Bible tells us about him, what he actually said about himself. Jesus, in his own words. I hope you'll come along with us today for just a few moments. I want to thank you once again for being part of the broadcast today. I need you to grab your Bible. I want you to see this for yourself. Now, if you're driving or otherwise indisposed and you have some found time and you're just listening to this broadcast, I will do my best to read these passages in such a way that they worm their way into your ear canals and they find a lodging inside your mind and you can really dive into this yourself with us even if you don't have God's word in front of you. So don't fret about that. John chapter 8, find your way there, John chapter 8, and we'll begin in verse number 51, John 8, 51, Jesus, in his own words, we begin here, verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death, and of course, parenthetically here for just a moment, the audience, instead of marveling at this offer of eternal life, what do they do? Well, the Jews in the audience here are not too different from modern people in their response. Verse number 52, then said the Jews unto him, now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. What do they do? They rake mud. They throw anything that they think might stick to him. Verse number 53, they continue. 
Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead? Whom makest thou thyself? Now, what they wanted to do, what they were doing in this passage, is they wanted to boast about their relation to the great Abraham and remind Christ about the prophets. Here's the funny thing. They kept talking and they kept referencing the fact as if it somehow annulled Christ's statement and his upcoming statements that Abraham is dead and the prophets are dead and they've gone before and they were great men. We all know that. And you think you're greater than them? And Jesus Christ could have said, well, here's the amazing thing. I'm going to die as well, but I'm going to rise again. Death means nothing to me. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Where is your victory, death? It has no hold on me. And these Jews thought it so, so uh, amazing, so, so powerful that Abraham had gone before. Well, Jesus Christ is going to straighten them out in his own words. Verse number 54, Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Look at, if you would, the lack of arrogance that Christ showed in this passage. He could have struck them just as dead as Abraham, or dumb, unable to speak, and he just patiently responds. Verse 55, Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him, and he keeps his saying. You know, Sometimes it can be difficult to figure out the precise attitude and, and inflection of the voice with which these words are being said. Now realize, they're not just black ink on white paper, what I'm reading to you right now. Jesus Christ himself actually said these things. This happened. But at times, I want to look at things through the filter of my own humanity, my own emotionalism, my own pr- uh, propensity towards irritation with with the uh, the meanness, the, the callousness, the rebelliousness of these Jews, because I see myself in them. And I think these fools, that they would talk to Christ that way. I, I try to figure out how Jesus responded. And, and While I don't have a precise recording of how he said what he said in this passage, I do find it so interesting and, I'll tell you, amusing that here in verse number 55, Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. He, to some degree, he name drops. I find it so amusing He says he could appease them by acting as if he wasn't the son of God, but he's not going to be a liar like them. And he name drops the fact that, yeah, I know God. I know Jehovah. He's my father. Do you have any, any person in your friend group or maybe when you were in high school, when you were a child, 
who always felt it necessary to name drop someone that was well-respected maybe by the circle of friends. Oh yeah, I, I know that guy, but when put on the spot, but okay, f- go ahead, pull your cell phone out. Why don't, why don't you, why don't we, let's go over to his house right now. Let's go, let's go over there. It was beyond their ability because they didn't really know him, know her. They just wanted to seem cool in the moment, right? Can I tell you, Jesus Christ is and forever will be the Son of God. And he's not just name-dropping here. He's telling the truth. Verse number 56. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Do you realize here that they were actually speaking to someone with a capital S that depending on what you believe as far as Christophanes and the actual pre-virgin birth appearing of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament, all of those things, do you realize that Jesus Christ might have actually spoken to Abraham in Genesis chapter 18? Talk about blowing their minds out the top of their head. You guys talk about Abraham, and you hold him in such reverence. I talked to him. And they walk right into it. Verse number 57. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? And then what? The other shoe drops. Or maybe, in modern vernacular, the mic gets dropped after this statement. Verse number 58. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. I am. What a profound statement. One that we can scarcely wrap our minds around. It's akin to me like the doctrine of the Trinity. I know it's true. I don't quite understand how it's true, but I know he said it, so I believe it. I am. What a statement. For just a few moments here, at the close of today's broadcast, we will finish this thought about Jesus in his own words tomorrow. But let's look very quickly at what others said about him. Matthew chapter 8, verse number 26 says this, And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Remember, this is when the storms were boisterous, and these sailors, these fishermen, these men of the water were so afraid they had to go wake Jesus up, O ye of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him. See, the reason we can't go to men to find out about Jesus, the reason I I could turn my oratorical skills to a loving, to max them out, we could give 110% effort, we could give the greatest minds and writers and poets of our world free reign to describe him, but there's a song that says, if the skies were of parchment made, if every stalk on earth a quill, if the seas were ink, we still could not tell 
of the love of God. And furthermore, friend, I'll submit to you that we could not tell of God alone, much less one of his amazing attributes like his love. Friend, we, to know God, we must go to his book, to his words, to find out what he has to say about himself. And so I ask you, if you would, join us tomorrow right here on this program And we're going to let God, through this broadcast here so close to Christmas, we're going to let him talk about himself. I want to thank you for joining us today. Have a great day for his glory. Please join us tomorrow. God bless and Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.